stories like long lost friends Rodeos and late night bends History before our time Round pens and pasture rides Cowboys of the Osage Howdy, friends and neighbors. Time once again for the Cowboys of the Osage podcast with your host, Jimbo Snively and Cody Garnett. Now let's sing a little bit about it. Cowboys of the Osage, riding once again. Always got some time for a friend. Here they are, the Cowboys of the Osage. Howdy, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Cowboys of the Osage podcast, brought to you by the Ben Johnson Cowboy Museum and the Buck and Flamingo Turquoise Shop, both located in historic downtown Pahuska, Oklahoma. Hey, it's old Cody over here. You might notice Jimbo ain't here today. A little down in the hip. Told some bone and joints looking at him today. So I brought in the next best thing. Nine-time national finalist, four-time Cheyenne winner, my hero, my dad. Morning, Dad. Good to see you. Good morning, Cody. Who the heck do we have here today? We have got James Allen, one of the greatest deer ropers that ever lived, nine-time national finalist. He won the average at the finals and served three terms as the steer roping director for the PRCA. Pretty good sire to some steer ropers, too. He raised two of the best steer ropers that ever lived. Jane, uh, Gip Allen, which is a resident here of Osage County, and I don't know how many times he's been to the finals. He's been five or six times. Several, I don't remember how many. Then there was... Uh, so many he lost count. Th- then there was this young man he called Guy Allen, <laughs> multiple-time world champion. <laughs> lost count on that yep. one. Was it 18 or 19 times Guy won the world? 18 times. 18 times. Broke a bird and long-time tied last year in. He broke a bird. But he was never late. <laughs> <laughs> Well, James, you told me one time if you didn't break the barrier every now and then, you wasn't trying. <laughs> well, where'd you grow up at, James? Santa Ana, Texas. Santa Ana, Texas. Yes, sir. Well, what got you interested in roping? I don't know. I, I started roping. I roped for money when I was seven years old. Really? Rope goats off a horse. We had a little roping pen there at San Diego. We rode goats every Sunday evening. I was seven, and everybody else was roping. were probably 20 or older, you know. I was just a kid, and uh, I got to pick my goat all the time, or they picked me the slow goat, but it wasn't long. They didn't. One guy said, that ain't fair. <laughs> Quit picking the slow goat for him. <laughs> Gosh, dang. You got to have a horse that'll track something pretty good to rope a goat off yeah, of him. They, they run pretty crooked. <laughs> you got to have pretty good fence in the arena to rope a goat. Yes, sir. Yeah. It, I, I've been in the horse business, I guess, when I was born. 
my granddaddy Allen, give me a mare. And uh, I've been in it, I guess you'd say, nearly 88 years, 87. Be 88 in January. What did y'all do there in Santa Ana for a living growing up? Well, run cattle, rope steers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What kind of ropes would you use back then, James, when you were well, roping goats? Would you rope them and tie them down, I guess? Yeah, they were nylon ropes to start with, and then they come out with them polish and we started using them. But we just had the regular old nylon rope. Who were you roping with every day? Who was teaching you the ropes? Who the was roping? teaching me the rope? <laughs> I don't know. I just roped. <laughs> uh, I read that your dad was a pretty good roper somewhere. Well, he was a brush roper, I'd call him. He never did uh, go in the horn and rope, but he roped in the pasture. Back then, we had a lot of scurry worms, you know, and uh, you'd have to go to the pasture Rope them, Who got you to thinking about steer roping, James? Well, uh, it was hard to say. Uh, I was team roping, and I went to Ada, and I seen the steer roping, and I just, I wanted to do it, you know, back when Ada had a steer roping. You remember that, Rocky? Yes, I do. Yeah. That was a big old roping Jimbo told me. We got a buckle back there. His grandpa won. Yeah. Yeah, I see. I was there and watched it, and then Angelo had ropings, and I'd go out there and watch him. But in 83, I don't know, 63, they couldn't get enough guys to rope. And uh, Johnny Bonner. Said James, don't you want a rope here? And I said I sure do. So I went to first rope first contest at uh, San Angelo and placed in a couple of rounds. And uh, I had another little roping up there. At, uh, I forgot the town's name, but uh, anyway, I went up there to it. And uh, I won that roping. And uh, Charlie Fort was there at that time, and Sonny Davis. And back then, uh, Rocky, uh, it was catch as catch can. Yep. You remember that? Yep, that's the way it was when I first started, catch as catch can. And Troy I run a steer through the rope. And caught it on his hind leg and went by him and jerked him down and tied him. That's, and that's, it was legal. That's how, yeah, that was legal. It catch, catch can. I was going to ask him to <clears throat> tell everyone what catch as catch can meant, but that's pretty much sums it all up right there. Yeah. If it's caught anywhere on him and you can tie him down. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it didn't make no difference how many times you went by one. You could go by them till your horse give out. But you could, you know, go by them three or four times. One of them old steers wouldn't go down. And we rode big steers. 
How big was the steers that you usually roped? Like we, like starting in the sixties. In the sixties. Mm-hmm. Oh, I made them cattle weigh six fifty seven hundred pounds. It took a good horse. You didn't duck out like I do today. I saw some old videos. It looked it looked like a lot like a battle back in the old days. Sometimes to get some of them boogers down, it was a real feat to tie some of them down. It looked like. Yeah, they was they were big steers. When you first started thinking you were going to rope steers, did you make your own horse, or did someone uh, help you along with your horse? Well, I guess I made my first horse. I ruined him tying screw worms down in the pasture. Yeah, he was. He was a good horse, but I didn't know what I was doing, and I, I logged him too heavy. <laughs> and I'd roll the steer and get off. He'd run off with the steers, you know. But, I'm going to get off that subject a little bit. Dad, yesterday, James and I were walking around the museum here, and he looked down there at a horse that Merle Davis used to own that – James rode. He said he was a little chargy, and uh, which means, you know, uh, what, what would you say chargy means, Dad? Uh, chargy would be where he would run, either lap up on a steer or try to run by a steer. Don't cow any. And don't cow any. Okay. So, so what did you do to fix him, James? James did something I've never heard of before in my life to fix this horse, and I want you to hear it, because you may have heard it, but I've never heard it. I drug a log and rope steer. You drug a log and rope steers. Yeah. But I tell you one thing, Rocky, you won't get that rope tight before you take off after that steer. <laughs> First time I went, I didn't have that rope tight. I took off after that steer. I got a pretty good jerk myself, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wish I'd been there to seen it. <laughs> Have you but ever heard of sure, anyone? It sure will make your legs sore <laughs> dragging that log. You know, I think he's thought of everything to get a horse not being so chargy by then mm-hmm. to uh, to do that. Yeah. How big was your logs? Oh, they were a couple of cross ties tied together. Two cross ties. Was your logs a, a two-piece log or a three-piece log when you were trying Training steer horses. Well, it's two-piece. Just a two-piece? Yeah. I used a truck inner tube onto my log before it had some give to it. Gotcha. Make a horse stand out on the end of it, you know, with that weight. He could run, pull on it a little bit with that inner tube. That's a little trick of the trade. So you're rocking along, you're roping steers in the 60s, you're making your own horses. Do you start looking at some of these other ropers and thinking, uh, I need to change my roping up to to act like them a little bit, or are you still going with your own style, James? Well, I never did really try to pattern myself after anybody else, really. Uh, I did like the way Clark McIntyre tied a steer. I thought it... At the time, Clark could tie steer as fast as anybody. When the time he put his hands on him, till he threw up his hands, he never made a mistake of tying the steer. He was always smooth. And uh, I guess 
good friend of mine, Max Horn, told me one time when I was back at Broken Cash, he said, take your time and hurry every chance you get. And I guess I kind of went with that time. You know, one time when I was a, a kid, I don't even know if I was roping yet, steer roping, I was at Cheyenne, and I was watching you at Cheyenne. And you got a steer on that left fence, and uh, you just threw your rope on the left side and tripped him left-handed, which means you, you went right, and yes, uh, you tied him down. Yes, sir. Did you practice that at home ever? Because oh, I've never seen, I, <laughs> seen never a guy to ever do it. I mean, I can't even believe your horse knew what to do. Well, I don't know. I done, I done it. I wasn't going to win anything like it was. <laughs> I think it made him make the short round. I not, think so. I'm not sure, but I remember. I definitely remember watching you do that. Yeah. Yeah, I just rode that steer. And I couldn't get by him. He was running right with that camera pit, you know. Couldn't get by. I just took and threw it over. He did. Threw over there. Went off the other way. Well, that rope was over here. I had to get off on the right, not to the left. Yeah. Tie that steer. Had you made some uh, left-handed steer roping horses for some people in the past or something to, to yeah, know what I, the heck you were yeah, doing or what? Yes, I'd done that too. Uh, I roped them right-handed, but I'd throw my rope over the steer, you know, and then go. I couldn't catch nothing left-handed. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, I'd love to tie stairs left-handed. I'd lot better tie stairs left-handed than I had right-handed. You don't have to go over to the rope. If that horse pulling off straight, you right there and all them legs right there, and you just go by and string that front leg. What kind of strings were you using back then when you were watching Clark McIntyre uh, tie? Old grass strings that had been plaited up, you know. How big around were they? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Pretty big? Yeah. Pretty Not big. like lead rope? Yeah. That's when I first used it, Angelo, that first roping. You didn't go down to Smith Brothers or National Rope or Supply and buy those, did you? Or or did y'all make your own strings I, back then? I made then? my own strings to start with. What about ropes? Oh, I used all kinds of ropes along, you know. Uh, I got my nylons, I guess, from King back there. And then... Uh, we got one of those old nylons in the back that was uh, Jim Snively's old rope that Dick Truett spliced. And I swung that thing the other day, and it still it still feels pretty good. Yeah, they, they had a little more give after you, you know. Uh, I used a cotter uh, polish at the end, a 36. <laughs> a lot of people wouldn't use that heavier rope. And I guess the reason I used a, this big rope when I roped something and laid my trip, it wasn't going to come back up. You know, if the wind was blowing or something, that 36, it's heavy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I guess I used 36 until, until I quit roping stairs. I asked him one time, Cody, 
if I could borrow his rope to go pull my truck out of the mud. <laughs> I said, you're the only one that got here with rope is big enough to pull it. Yeah. <laughs> Old guy, he used a pretty big rope, too. Yeah, he did. He did. I guess maybe that's where I already got started using a big rope when the guy did. You know, I liked him, but I couldn't feel like I could throw that rope near as far as a, a lighter rope. Well, Which, in case, may have been a better deal if I used a heavier rope and ran a little closer and got a better go at it. One thing about it, Cody, that heavy rope is going to go where you throw it. <laughs> yes, sir. You know? Yes, sir. That makes... More especially wind blowing or something, you know, them heavy ropes go where you throw it. So you throw it them horns, it's going to go to them. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So you're roping steers there in the 60s, and you're starting to beat them a little bit. When did your steer roping career really take off, James? Well, I don't, I don't know. I, you know, Cody, uh, I never did try to be win first. I wanted to check. I had to have a check keep going down the road. And if you had to be real quick to win or maybe a second or two longer to place. I went to place. In the year I won the final, I was trying to get a check. I wasn't trying to, I didn't even try to win the final. It just happened to work, you know. I was right opposite from Guy. Guy wanted first every time he rode in the box. But, uh, me, I, I, wanted, I had to have a check or I was going to have to go home and ride some more horses. <laughs> You're just trying to pay the bills. Yeah, I, I, had my, I had four kids. I had to feed them. When you first started rodeoing, how many steer opens were there, James, you'd go to a year? There's nine. Can you name all nine of them or pretty close? I, could take, I think I can tell you the biggest part of them. Rocky, you might have to help me. Let's go Cheyenne, Pecos. I got those two. Okay. Probably Sheridan at the time. Uh, Pendleton. That was Vanita. Pendleton, Vanita. There's five. McAllister. There's six. And uh, Douglas. There's seven. You got, you got Pendleton. We got Pendleton. Uh, Walla Walla. Walla Walla. You have to do some traveling. <laughs> I'm a thinking. Somewhere else. It wasn't very many. Pecos. Pecos. Uh, we said Pecos. Did we? Maybe Prescott. Was Prescott in on that list? Was it a rodeo when you started rodeoing? Uh, when, when did I start rodeoing? Uh, Prescott. Was Prescott already going a steer roping rodeo when you started? or? No, uh, Prescott. No, I, that's when I got added to it. Mm. I had several... They were open when I got to be the director. When did you become the director? 78, I think. 79, I don't know. Somewhere there. The steer over give me a buckle. Oh. Uh, at the end. <laughs> you served three terms. Yes, sir. So there were nine steer open rodeos when you took the office. Yes, sir. When you left office, how many steer open rodeos were there? 43. Wow. I went around to different committees with 
videos or and showed it to, to different committees. I took steers to different committees and we'd rope steers and tie them down. You know, a lot of people said the arena was too small. <laughs> Benny Butler said one time I would kind of get uh, Buffalo, I believe it was, mm -hmm. Oklahoma. No, yeah. And uh, he said, he was there. He said, well, James Allen and his two sons could tie him in a return alley. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. That's no I, joke either. I don't know if that was right or not. But anyway, I did go to a lot of rodeos and tuck steers. And you know, uh, Cody, it was my money. It wasn't nobody else's money doing this. But I wanted to see steer roping. Well, you couldn't argue. If it wasn't for the jackpot, you'd have starved to death roping stairs. Mm -hmm. Don't you think, Rocky? Yeah. Where was the big jackpots then, besides San Angelo? San Angelo, and the Ben Johnson course was good, and the OS roping. and uh, That's out in post, the OS yeah. roping? Yeah. Oh. Clovis. Clovis had a good roping, and uh, uh, Terry McGinley had a rope in the Okalala. Did the Merits have a roping up there in Wyoming? Of some yeah, sort? that was in later years, though. Wasn't it, Rocky? Uh, King Merritt started having them pretty early, like in the mid-'70s, maybe. Uh, Wendy Ryan. It was a good roping. There was a lot of good roping. There's a lot of money in them. You was telling me about a, earlier about a rope in the head at Lena Paul. Yeah, at Lena Paul. Yeah, and you tell me about the steers. Paul, uh, Cody, and uh, I rode in the box, and I looked down at that steer. He was, uh, well, I didn't have to look down very far. He was nearly as big as my horse. <laughs> Them steers weighed a 1,000 pounds. Wow. That day, there were three horses jerked down. Uh, one of them, uh, golly, I told you a while ago, Rocky. Sonny Wright. Sonny Wright. That's jerked, a famous pitcher. He jerked his horse down, and he was kind of comical anyway. He just tied his horse clear up his hands. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Cody, I don't know how I done it, but I ever you tied them in twenties. I think I maybe I tied one of them in eighteen, or twenty four, twenty five, twenty two. Anyway, I was one hundred and one on four steers and one the roping. That's getting after it with thousand pound steers, though. <laughs> Who had those steers there? Show. Showed had them in a feedlot, and they <laughs> brought them out for us to roll. They were big beast. You get them, go together up in rags, Rocky, you got to take hold of them. Yeah. I tell you, Rocky, I, I don't know if you remember me telling you, but I bought a bunch of donkeys out of Arizona, wild donkeys. And I roped them and started tying them down. 
rope them around the neck and put a knot in your rope where it wouldn't pull off. Jerk them donkeys down. I think I give $30 a head for them donkeys. <laughs> so I didn't make any difference. And I'd tie them, I mean, several times. But when you went down to Taiwan, you better not mess around or you get your shirt kicked off of you. <laughs> I was going to say, I've tied a few of them donkeys down, and they kicked all the hide off my hands. <laughs> now, they'd kick your shirt off. And I think really and truly, them donkeys probably helped me with my tying better than anything. You wanted to get your leg up under there where you could hold them where they couldn't kick you, you know. And you wanted to get that first wrap on there pretty quick or you're going to get kicked. Ooh, I can't even imagine. I never tied down a donkey. We did have a, a Shetland well, yeah, pony team rope. We had a jackpot on donkey one time. Do what, James? We had a jackpot on them. Dang. <laughs> I know CA did a few years ago. Burroughs. Burroughs. Wild Burroughs. Shandon Stalls brought them in. Uh, they were mean Burroughs, too. <laughs> <laughs> they'd come back after you. Some of them stand kicky. They run out to shoot, and they'd stand up there and kick at you. Uh, if a donkey decides he wants to be a dragger, you ain't going to move him. <laughs> Any. I saw some steer roping horses bogged down that day. <laughs> but they had some sort of roping where you had to tie a steer down, team rope a steer or something, and maybe team rope a donkey. Whole uh, A whole deal there at Buffalo one time before, before the rodeo. That might not even be the same one you're talking about, James. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you win, you make the finals a couple times, and you end up winning the average. Where were you roping at when you won the average, James? The, the finals was here at Paul Huska. A lot of people don't know that. Two years I had the finals here. I won them the first year and one second to second year. I bet you was wishing they had them here every year after that. <laughs> and Paul Huska was always a pretty favorite place for me to come rope. They let the steers out and you had to go get them. You know, it wasn't junk and throw. You had to. I don't think I ever won Paul, uh, Paul Huska. I did rope two match ropings here. Who'd you match? Uh, John Miller. Woo, Johnny Joe Miller. That's a tough one to draw to. Yeah, he was. He's tough. He beat me. We. Uh, He's tough to beat right here, I bet. He, 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 he rode good. But we was about a second or two different all the way down through the deal. We never went too far. So I roped a steer, and he got up, and the horse run to the back end of the arena. And it was roped till you tie him down. And I had to run down to the back of the arena and catch my horse and get back on him. Of course, I spent too much time in. The next year, I roped uh, Olin. I don't think it was ever a second, over a second part all the way. I don't know how I beat him. I always thought he was tough. I always thought he was one of the great, greatest ropers ever. Yeah, it was. he was real consistent. Mm -hmm. But we wrote in the, in the 70s, early 70s. I guess I was open to the world for anybody. Ten steers for $10,000. I had a, it really wasn't me a betting. It was a Buddy Hardeman down in. Justin, Texas, but he entered me in a lot of rodeos. Just he would. 
Those are some of the other guys that he had you match up against. Oh. All of them? <laughs> Not ever. I never did Robert Proctor a good time. <laughs> Peter Bateman. <laughs> I did go down to Rocky's house one time, though. We had a rope, and you can tell them about that, Rocky. Yeah, we had a roping club down there called Choctaw Steer Roping Club. James come up, and he was getting older in years, and come around, and he says, well, what are you going to let me rope in? I said, well, James, I'll, I'll just let you rope anywhere you want to. So he entered the C roping, and he went the C roping. <laughs> then he entered the B roping, and he went the B roping. Then he entered the open roping, and then he happened to win an open roping, too. <laughs> so the next time he come, I says, James... I don't think y'all are roping the sea roping this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, he won everything there was to win. About every time he came. I always like to buy him in the Calcutta there. That's for sure. You know he's going to get you a little bit of money. Uh, I guess one of the best days I ever had roping, though, Buddy Hardman bought me in the Calcutta San Angelo. And he said, James, I got you bought. said, I'm going to give you part of it. What you win, I'm going to give you a fourth. What I win. And I don't know. I tied the first tier in 13 and won the round. Came back in the second, go, go around. I tied another steer in 13 and I won the round. Came back in the third round. I had to steer down, I was 13. I was a good bit in the lead, and it ended up them with the three fastest steers, too. So, Buddy won six checks in the first three steers. <laughs> in the fourth steer, I run up there, and I thought, boy, I'm in average. I need to rope this steer. And I sat down, and I missed him. Oh, no. And I had to pull my second load. I tied him down. I think I won third. I won $35,500 at San Angelo. Third day of November in 71. Boy, that, that was a lot of money in 71. It was a lot of money. It was a lot of money today, but it was really a lot of money in 1971. Yeah. Wow. Chicken fried steak for a dollar and a half. Tank of gas, you give about 70 cents a gallon. Saying the best motel there was for $20 in 71. Mm -hmm. You win the average at, at the finals here in Pahuska. You're rocking them along pretty good. When do your boys start roping? Guy and Git. Guy first deer roping was at Post, I mean at, at uh, Pecos, and he was there. I said, you want to rope there? Yeah, we were rope there, so he got in it and rope. And then we, wasn't long after that, we went to Mile City. And uh, I said, uh, we're gonna buy you in the Calcutta. So we, gosh, I was bringing two or three thousand dollars every all the rope. I give a hundred and fifty dollars for guy. 
he won the rope. And <laughs> Sixteen thousand, I think. I can't remember. With. Wow. But I tell you, the nervous, hardest roping I ever went to was Clem McFadden, world's richest roping. You remember that? Right? Yes. They had it over in Bushyhead, didn't they? Yep. Entry fever of 2,500. I ain't a guy, Gilp and myself. 7,500, I rode a check for. <laughs> and if we hadn't won anything, I didn't want to have to go back home and sell the cattle. <laughs> you know, but we were pretty lucky. Guy won the roping, and I placed it to go around or two, and Gilp placed it to go around. I think we came out of there about $20,000. I was sad when it was over with, because I knew if we didn't win anything, I was going to have to go home and sell something. You don't know anything about that, do you, Rocky? Matter of fact, I do. <laughs> we was going to Bushyhead one time, and I'd had a horse accident and broke my arm. Well, the day before we were supposed to go to Bushyhead, I cut the cast off my arm. Went out there and roped the dummy a little bit. <clears throat> Got up the next morning, hooked up the trailer, and loaded my horse. And Charlotte says, where are we going? I said, we're going bushy head to the roping. She says, the fees are 2500 She said, you hadn't roped anything. And I said, no, I hadn't roped anything. I said, but I hadn't forgot how. So, <laughs> no. so I went out there, and I went the first go-around, and I went like third to second go-around and fourth and average. And uh, we stopped and ate a steak on the way home. You wanted a little money too, didn't you? Mm. Yeah. That was good old days. I barely remember that roping, going to it. I, in fact, <clears throat> I don't think they even had steer roping at it when I remember going to it. I think it was just a team roping and calf roping, wasn't it? Maybe a barrel race. Oh, they had the steer roping plumb through it, and, the, and they, then they had the calf roping, and they had the team roping with a 100-foot score, 101-foot score. Yeah. When did you know Guy might be something a little different than your run-of-the-mill ropers? Okay. Uh, they had a roping at Burnett, Texas. Remember that? Did you go there? Mm-mm. Anyway, they had a steer roping behind Burnett, Texas, and Walter Arnold came by the house. And we were roping there, and uh, me and Walter tied some steers down, and I said, Guy, go tie a steer down. He was riding a three-year-old colt. He went out there and roped his steer, tied him down. Oh, I don't know, probably 17 or 18 seconds. And Walter said, he'll be a world champion someday, James. <laughs> How, <do> you, <laughs> you know, and uh, he uh, done an interview for Western Horseman one time, and uh, they asked me, said, how many world champions? I think maybe God won two or three at that time. Uh, he asked me, said, uh, how many world champions do you think God win? And I said to him, quit roping if he wants to go do it. And sure enough, I guess he ended up with 18 of them. What was it like roping around there at you know, your house when them boys were growing up? How many? How often would you rope? Every day. <laughs> how many horses did you have? 
Well, I, I was trained a bunch of horses. I had usually kept about 10 outside horses, and then I had, we all had a horse or two, piece two, you know. And I usually kept about 100 head of practice cattle. So we, we used them pretty rough. You know, growing up, it seemed like we break away about 10,000 head to everyone we got to tie down at the house. What was it like at your house? Was it different than that? I assume it was. Well, I, we never did do a lot of breaking away. We tied them down. Yeah, that's the way to go. <laughs> you know, uh, I thought, well, if you're going to make a steroid, you need to know how to tie them down. So we tied lots of cattle. Cody in the in the mid eighties, all the steer ropers looked around and there wasn't there was not one steer roping contractor in the southwest. And uh James, how, how many people did you get together to Oh about thirty more bought steers. Yeah, everybody put up five hundred dollars. Then, then James went to the bank and borrowed another five hundred dollars for everybody that put a that that put the five hundred dollars up, and they went and bought a set of steers, and we used that set of steers to put all the ropings on in the in the in the Midwest. I bet they got real good about August. <laughs> well, one thing about it, we didn't ever rope them at home, you know, because mm -hmm. those are the other guys' cattle. I had plenty of cattle of my own, dude. To rope, you know, but I went to them. I, I wanted to make steer roping better. Somebody said I was doing it for a guy in uh, Kenny Call one time said, well, he done it for me too. It gave me a chance to win more. That, that's exactly I think. James Allen done more for steer roping than anybody. You know, you were telling me there was a <clears throat> not that many rules. Catch as catch can was one of them, and there probably wasn't a trip rule back then. You know, if, you, if they fail, they fail, whether they had no. a trip or not. And uh, were you involved in any of the rule changes, modernizing it up, making it a little more friendly yeah, for the rodeo win. committees? We went to one loop. Uh, I made them all plaster the horn and put a rebar on them. And uh, you had to have a trip below the hill. And uh, you just had one attempt. When your rope got tight, that would, you didn't get to keep going by and by and tight, you know. Probably did you clean up the horn catch or maybe yeah, you yeah, just have a front was, leg in it or something at well, the time? It was already, when I went on the board, it was already a clean horn catch. Was it? But when I started roping, it didn't make no difference. You rope around the neck, half head, around the arm, pick up a hind leg or ever what. All you had to do was tie them down. Rocky, I, we were talking a while ago about Smith Brothers had a rope in there one time and it was rain. Yep. This is a good story, Cody. Pay close attention. <laughs> Rocky, remember this. Uh, we had roping and it muddy a horse would run, you know, lunge in that mud, pulled in the steer. 
Anyway, I got off. When I got off, I hung my rope on the saddle horn because we carried it in our belt, you know. My piggy string, when I got off, hung on the saddle horn. I ran down to the steer. I had no, I didn't have no string. I reached and pulled my belt off, laid that front foot on my buckle, put a wrap around three legs and pulled my hood and probably had that much sticking out on my hood. <laughs> but you know, Rocky, I won the roping. And you told me, you said, yeah, I know. You beat me, I won second. <laughs> yeah. I don't know anybody's ever done that before, Rocky. That's the only time I've ever seen it. Didn't someone tie one with a belt just here a while back somewhere? Oh, Claremore, steer roping. I don't remember who it was, I though. I don't remember seeing it. Yeah. This year at Claremore steer roping, someone tied one with their belt. But I don't remember who the heck it was. Saved my life. So Guy and Gip, they're... They're getting to be pretty good ropers, and you're all traveling as a family rodeoing. That was the best time I ever had of traveling and roping. I had my two sons with me. Kind of like I said, we roped our clowns, like paying them entry fees, you know. And uh, we would go all the time with the boys. And they kept me young. You know, and, and uh, it was the best time of traveling it was, uh, you know, go to Wyoming and Oregon and Oklahoma and New Mexico and Arizona. And, uh, I got to go with my two boys. And uh, it was fun. What was what was some of the best horses that you ever rode? Calf horses or steer horses? Your choice. Huh? Your choice. I'm gonna tell you calf horse first. I went to the big four one year and Jim Bob was there. And I'd been riding Walter Arnold Calf Horse and Jim Bob said, why don't you ride old Micah? I rode him at, at uh, Lewiston, placed on him, went to uh, Walla Walla, I placed on him, went to Pen uh, Ellingsburg, I placed on him, came back to Pendleton, I made the short round at Pendleton, and uh, Jim Bob was up the next day in Albuquerque. So I went to get me another horse to rope on. And I'd already borrowed a horse to, for the short round. Jim Bob came out that morning. We was all standing in one room there at Pendleton, about six of us. And uh, I went out to, to feed and Jim Bob was leading my steer horse out because I didn't like short round in the steer roping. And uh, I said, what are you doing to my horse, Jim Bob? He said, I'm taking him to Albuquerque. I said, good luck. You ain't gonna get much done on them roping kids. <laughs> he said, no, I said, you've been doing good on Micah. You keep him here for the short round. And 
he called his wife in Del Rio to bring that gray horse from Del Rio to Albuquerque for him to rope on. And he left Maka for me to ride at Pendleton. I won all around at Pendleton. Uh, that's a good friend. That's a good friend right there. Yeah. Was, I won all around in 81 at Pendleton. Roping cage, roping steers, and cow milking. Uh, you've seen the cow milking there at Pendleton. Yes, sir. It's kind of like roping in the pasture. It's kind of like <laughs> roping in the pasture. You're on one side of the arena. The cows on another one in their little fence around the racetrack. They shoot a gun, you take off, there'd be about 15 cows and about 25 ropers. You got to run across that grass and jump that fence and rope that cow. And uh, anyway, I won it three years, but I'd cut out a cow and I'd run her up around that track to over there about where the judges was. I'd rope that cow, she'd be give out. It wasn't hard to hold to give out cow. Who, who mugged for you? Uh, Frankie Merritt mugged for me. He weighed 175 pounds. <laughs> a lot of them were muggered 200, two and a quarter, you know. Frankie was a little guy, but he wouldn't turn them away. <laughs> We won it 30 years. Last time I went to Pendleton uh, with Ralphie, he won the wild cow milking up there. Hmm. You know, the wild cow milking used to be a regular event in rodeo. They used to have a, an actual year-end world champion back in the early days of rodeo, yeah, wild right. cow milking. We got one of them from here, old John Bowman, back in the day. Won Madison Square Garden <laughs> cow milking. Declared him world champion cow milker. You know, I see a, that these ranked rodeos, they have the cow milking in it. There'll be four guys on a team trying to, to uh, milk them cows, you know. In the way Pendleton was, there was one mugger and one roper. And that's the way it was years ago in the, in the rodeos. There was just one, one mugger and one guy. You know, uh, speaking of those ranch rodeos, a team from here won the World Champion Ranch Rodeo this year. And a guy on that team won the top hand out at Amarillo. And then another team from here won the top horse at Amarillo this year. And another person on that team won the Rookie of the Year for the uh, for the association. Pahuska took home every, and we won the Junior Ranch Rodeo. Same ranch as won the big one. Well, they uh, took home every single thing there was to win from Amarillo this year. <laughs> right yeah. back here to Pawhuska. Everything. You know, there's always been a bunch of good cowboys in Pawhuska because uh, it was a ranching country, you know. It was always good cowboys. But back to answer your question on steer roping horses. Mm hmm. Same right, Rocky. I'd get one going good and I'd say, Hold him a year or two, and I'd sell him. And I'd go back home and make me another one. Hmm. You know about that, don't you? Uh, yeah, I've, I've come home and got in trouble several times because I sold my horse. <laughs> but one of the best horses I ever had was a dun horse. Uh, I called him a wolf. Uh, 
guy filled his permit at uh, Sheridan on him. Gip wrote him, filled his permit on him. And we all three rode him at, at the rodeos there. He was a good horse. But uh, I had a bay horse. You could rope cages on him, you could head on him, you could heel on him, and you tie stairs on him. Uh, I came to Guy's place one day and uh, a magazine deal was. And this guy, guy called me and said, come up here and rope with me. So I went up there and uh, said, y'all, uh, had hill some steers, so I got in the box and headed the steer for Guy, and he got on a horse and hill. We roped a couple of heading, turned around, Guy go catch another horse, and I stayed on this bay horse and wanted to hill, so I held on the bay in this bay horse, and. Uh, we got done then, and the guy said, well, y'all going to tie some steers for me? And we said, yeah. Well, guy go get another horse. And I stayed on this bay horse. And uh, I, uh, guy said, uh, what are you doing on that horse? I said, anything you want to. I said, I rode calves on him, hays on him. You do it all. So I guess maybe that was the best horse I had. Called him Tinsley. Tinsley. Because that was my chewing tobacco. <laughs> <laughs> you remember your bay horse? Mm -hmm. I think that was the horse I was riding at your house that day. It might have been. In the early 80s, I don't know, 83, 84, somewhere along in there, you guys became the first family in history to do something. 83. 83. Jimbo would have had that right on the nose. I had to guess, 83, 84. Yeah. I knew it was somewhere in that era. Yeah, we all made the same final, same year. We got ready to go, and I called them boys up, and I said, hey, all we got to do is beat 12, you know? Uh, we all played. Was that the only time y'all ever made the finals, all three of you, same yeah, year? Yeah, the only time together. Me and Guy made them before, and Gib and Guy made them before, but that's the first time we all, it was 83. Finals was at Laramie at then. What was it like roping up there in Laramie? Cold, raining, wind blowing. It was a good roping, the finals was. That was about the only place it would keep the stair roping for years. It moved around quite a bit, same like. Moved, yeah, it was Vanita, Mike Alister, uh, Douglas, Douglas, Wyoming, uh, Pikes, Texas, uh, Clayton, New Mexico, uh, Pawhuska. Did you know it was in Pawhuska two Maybe. different times? Uh, twice in the early 60s and twice in the early 70s. They had it here, James. Yeah. So it really never had a home. Because everybody thought the road steers, you had to have a great big arena. 
that's when I got showing them you could do it in a little arena. And uh, the Army took it over and kept it there for what? 15 years, 20 years? Yeah, a long time. And, and had paramutual betting on it. I wanted the finals to go the same time as the national finals win. And I talked to Ed Gaylord and asked him to, he was going to build a rotary pen. I asked him would he, you know, cover it and put some seats in it. He said, yeah. Well, he came to the board meeting with a picture of unbelievable barn. <laughs> Isn't that what he had? Tell everybody what that arena's called today. Lazy. <laughs> the Lazy Arena. <laughs> so really, I guess I was about halfway called for him building Lazy. I think he built arena, but maybe not the Lazy. Phil Lines had a lot to do with it. He knew they had good. And uh, anyway, that's the first time that I seen all the, we, we rode steers in the daytime and go to Oklahoma City or to the rodeo at night, come back to uh, Guthrie the next day and rope steers and then they'd go back to the deal. That arena was full with people watching the steer roping. Mm -hmm. But that, I guess that was another part of me advertising and trying to get the steer roping started. A lot of people thought I was doing it to help us, but not really. I was doing it for everybody to make money. I liked steer roping. I lived it. For a long time, even after you were the director. I mean, when when did you tie down your last year, James? How old were you? The last year? Yesterday? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I guess uh, 94, I think, five. I think the last saddle I got, got 95 on it. Uh, they got a senior steer roping deal different from the PRCA, you know. And I won the senior and the super senior seven times. Hmm. And that was in the 90s? You roped way past that in the seniors yeah. and super seniors. Yeah, I had gotten okay, since, I believe, 90, 95, I believe. 95? Yeah. That's how long it's been since you were a super senior champion? <laughs> yeah. Holy moly, it don't seem like that long ago when he was roping steers. 95, that's like dang near 30 years ago no, now. What, no, wait a minute, it was 05. Oh, okay, now that's making a lot more sense. 05, 05. I got the senior deal. Yeah, we were having ropings down there in McAllister still at that time you were coming. Yeah. At that oh, time. yeah, I'd come. Everyone rock ahead down there, I think I came to it. I come to a lot of them. I didn't miss many. It was a good place to roll. Was that? You know, I had some favorite places I liked to roll. I got to tell you this. The first year I rode steers, I liked $250 making the finals. 
the last roping of the third roping of the year was Pendleton, Oregon. And I drove from Pendleton, Oregon to my house at 2,005 miles. And I went up there and I never done this run and start deal, you know. I was late. I drew Charlotte's there. He run and hit the back fence before I could even catch him. You had to be flying. And anyway, I went to Pendleton 20 times. The first year I didn't want to check. But the next 19 years, I wanted some kind of check. Either in the cave roping or the cow milking or the steer roping. And horn all around in 81. That was a good one to you. A good pen. And then at Vanita, that you had to win a they had a big old trophy and they had everybody's name on it ever won it. Like Clark McIntyre and Everett Shaw and Ike Rube. Bob, your name was on it, <laughs> Rocky. It might have been. <laughs> and Guy's name was on it. I, anyway, you had to win it four times to keep it. Well, I'd, I'd run it thirty, and uh, I was next to the last roper to win the roping, and I went out there and went in the lead. Guy was the last. Guy told me, he said, I slowed up before you could win it. I said, no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you never slowed up one time in your life. <laughs> so we, we had a big laugh about it. Anyway, I retired that trophy. And you can't imagine the name of Cody. It's on there, old steer rover. And it been All of them. for many a year. I mean, it was back in Ike Rube's day and, and all of them great ropers, you know. But it, nobody never won four times until. But Nito was a good rodeo for me. I don't know why, but it was. You lived there a while, didn't you? I lived, well, I finally uh, was in the cow business down there in Texas. And, in 83 and it got to dry. It was no, we did out, I was hauling water to about 200 head of cattle. And you can't do that very long, plus feeding them, you know. And I had a partner in the cow business and I told him, I said, uh, I know where there's water and grass. And he said, where's that? And I said, Benito, Oklahoma. He said, go see if you can find a place. So we went up there and I found a place to lease. And, we leave. I stayed 10 years. You know, you can still drive by Benita today, and the rodeo grounds looks very, very similar to back in the early days of rodeo. They still got a a great grand grandstand, you know, on that one side of the of the arena. It's it's the last of its kind. There's only a couple rodeo grounds left that's all original from back in the day, you know, maybe Burwell, Nebraska. Benita, I'd throw in there. Yeah. Very, very few are 
back to their original roots like that thing is. Yeah, I guess that arena just like it was. I seen it the other day. It looked just exactly like it did the first time I was ever there. Yeah. Such a neat place. If you're a rodeo history buff. It was a good rodeo buff. to me. I, I don't know why, but it was, you know, there's some Cheyenne never was good to me. And I liked it. And you liked it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I liked it. Uh, but I, I never won much at Cheyenne. I played a few times, but... Never did win it. I had a chance to win it one time. You remember that time? Guy, he was about like you. He never hardly won anything at Cheyenne for years and years and years, old guy. Yeah. And then one day, he shows up there and he wins. First go-round. Second go-round. <laughs> Pretty sure he won the short go-round. And he set an all-time money record for winning the most money at any one rodeo at the time. Mm-hmm. Almost $23,000 for one guy to win. Yeah, yeah I, I had a chance to win a giant one time, and it was during the short go rocking. Came up a storm, and it started hailing. And I rode in the box, and it was hailing, and I dug in my head. I said, Dan, can't we wait till this storm come over, he said, James, if you want to run this steer, you better nod your head. <laughs> I run that steer and I duck my head like that to keep the hailstorm from hitting me. And I finally broke the steer, tied him down, and the uh, horse stood out on the end of the road. My wife videoed it, and I was hailstorm hitting his horse on the rear. And he just stayed on the end of that road. But it was muddy, nasty. I think I won second. Is that the year Terry McGinley won it? But it was, seemed like every year, Cheyenne, it came up rain just about stair open time. It's liable to do that. You remember the year? <laughs> Cheyenne, uh, Kenyon Burns was riding his horse bareback on the track with a halter on. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a good one. You know, I worked shooting nine there at Cheyenne for. I was fixing to ask you about that. Several years. And uh, it paid my interest fees. And, it was kind of a vacation to go to. It was paid vacation. <laughs> and I really enjoyed it. Did, did you get to let the steer out for Merle Davis? No, I took it after Merle. Right after yep. Merle. I started after Merle opening the gate. Yeah, they put a wreath around that steer's neck and let him out for Merle they Davis. They it open real slow. Mm -hmm. And the steer head turned to watch you. Don't touch them. First year I went to Cheyenne in the calf rock. I had a horse for scoring real good anyway. So I got in there and finally told him to let it out. This calf walked to there about to a foot of the score line, turned around, came in under the barrier, came around by my horse. And went out, you know, 
I just knew that horse was going to That first year, he went, went to the score line and came back and went under the barrier. Holy moly. What were you thinking? I'm wishing he'd hurry up and get out of there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, one reason I always like to rope kids that it Cheyenne and Pendleton deal. They was always fresh kids there for years. More especially at Pendleton, they had the mamas that going in and brought the kids back up the other. <laughs> uh, I rode kids there at Pendleton and uh, they took gate cut ten and took them to the scales and weighed them because the ropers were fussing about them. They weighed 408 pounds. <laughs> Angus kids sucking their mamas. You better be mounted, sounds like. It was. You better have your hammer cocked when you step yeah. off, too. It was kind of cowboy. cowboy. I'll tell you another story, Rocky. This back when I rode the kids. You know, I guess it kind of got slipped. I roped against men all the time. I never did rope against kids until I was up about 13 years old. And I heard about a junior rodeo at Post, Texas. Boy, I thought, I'm going to go to Post and rope against some kids. Well, Olin was there, Sonny Davis was there, <laughs> Tuffy Thompson was there, Walt Arnold was there. But I left home at 13, didn't have a driver's license. I put a horse in the trailer and drove myself to post. I took a Coleman stove to cook on and a cot. I slept out under the stars and done my own cooking. I was 13. Went on a Sunday and came back on a Sunday. <laughs> I thought, boy, I'm going to be good. You know, I guess I roped against them guys all my life till they all died. <laughs> I'm the only one out of that bunch that I named that's still alive. Talk about a bunch of all-time greats right there. Roping against them at the junior rodeo. Yeah, I'd like to rope against my whole life. Well, <laughs> you know, uh, it's no different than any of us, really. Uh, before I got into PRCA, I, I worked for an amateur rodeo producer, picking up Bronx. And, uh, he'd go around the little towns, 100 miles around, around the county or Colgan County, and uh, get the deal. And he said, I got a guy working for me on the you get your best roper and rope up against him. So every rodeo, I'd rope and back rope it. You know, if it was a three-day rodeo, we'd rope two kids a, a, a day for the three days. If it was a two-day rodeo, you'd rope three kids. Anyway, I roped a many of back rope. What's the key to winning a match roping? The key to winning a match roping is do what you can do and don't think you can beat anybody else. Don't try to beat somebody else. Don't beat yourself. 
and more people. I, I watched it at the final this year. Them team ropes. <laughs> but my my uh, deal of roping all my life was not try to beat anybody. Do the best you can with what you got grow. It's a lot of the, in the draw, but they're going to be bad draws, they're going to be good draws. And you get a good one, use him. If you've got a bad one, try to tie him down. Try to do the best you can what you got. Don't beat yourself. You know, Rocky, I think there's more money lost with a feeling strain than there's one with one. I watched it the finals this year. And I watched it all my life. People get in too big a hurry to tie. I don't know if you remember me tying or not, but I very seldom ever beat myself a tying. Even with a belt, Rocky. Even with a belt. <laughs> How would you like to try to be paying your bills team roping today when, Ooh. hell, I'm pretty sure that one round I saw at the finals, it was faster than the bulldogging that won all the money in the team roping. I mean, come on. That's just uh, crazy fast. Yeah, 4-1 didn't place. Yeah, fours didn't place. I don't think some threes didn't place in the last few rounds. It's just crazy. Yeah, i tell you, the average is one guy roped them all. I'd like to have been there back in my day. I think I could have roped 10 of them. Yeah. Yeah, and, and they placed in some go-arounds to go along with it. <laughs> they want a pile of money. You know, I, I won the Texas Circuit team roping in 68, I believe. <laughs> oh. I was always surprised that more steer ropers back in your day didn't team rope and do the team tie because they maybe, already were I mounted for it, it seemed Rocky like. maybe and Walter. I don't never remember Sonny or holding them in very many team roping. Why was that? I mean, if it seemed like they were mounted to, to, to do it. Great steer roping. Mm -hmm. But they never did the team rope much. When they were tying them, it just seems like they were already pretty much mounted for the deal. But I started team roping when it was team tying. That was a good event. It was hard on horses and saddle and cattle. But I loved him. He rope steered. And uh, he was roping, he'd get off your horse and go put a scar knot on their hind legs. That's the event I was talking about. I was surprised that, you know, more steer ropers, you didn't hear about a, you know, Shote winning the world and that or something when I figured they'd so be I doing it. Really, you asked me starting off while I started roping, I, I was doing this team time, you know, and I thought I'd roping horns pretty good, and I had a good horse, so I started in steer roping. <laughs> but I still team rope. In fact, business, Rocky, I went to team roping. Uh, Abilene, the old man's roping this year, 87 years old. 87. How'd you fare? Rope just like an old man. <laughs> <laughs> Holy moly. Well, 
If you were training a young roper today, you trained Guy, Gip, yourself. Yeah. Three of the best deer ropers I've ever heard of in my life. What, what kind of advice would you give someone if they were getting started? Well, you already said slow down and be fast. Somewhere and learn maybe to rock you or guy or me or somebody to get advice what to do. I know Rocky changed several people. We used to have a stair open school, you know. And, uh, we tied a lot of cattle down. But the advice I'd give is find you a good horse that knows what he's doing to start with. Don't, don't try to make you a green horse, because I did. And I really, the best, probably one of the best horses I ever had. I, I really, but I learned better. <laughs> Get you a good horse. Uh, roping steers to learn how probably going to cost you more money than roping kids or learning how to team rope. You think so, Rocky? Uh, uh, initial cost, I think it'll probably cost more. First thing, your entry fee is going to be a little higher. Mm. Horses aren't growing on trees either. They're hard to find. Yeah, it's hard to find a horse today. Everybody talk about how horses are. It's it's hard to find a nice one at, at any price. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know I I raised horses all my life. Like I said, my granddaddy gave me one. But I, I raised the, the team roping on kept a bulldogging horse of the year two thousand and uh, Brent Arnold. And my stud today is a full brother to that mare. And uh, you can rope kids on him without a bridle. Ride in the box, throw your bridle off, and you go head or steer on him. Hmm. Or go rope a calf on him. Or you can ride out there and drop the bridle and go run the barrels on him. Or the rope, uh, piggy's trying to around his neck. That's all you need. That's what I roped on this year. The reason I got on him, I knew what he was going to do. <laughs> you know. Who did you rope with? It's a old man still. Yep. Guy. Guy. <laughs> <laughs> I saw your buckle there. <clears throat> last year you were, or this year, inducted in the Texas Cowboy last Hall of Fame. Last year. Last year. Boy, howdy, that was a long time coming, it seems like. You know, I don't know why they put me in there. <laughs> and I don't know why it took them so long to put you in there. If, if you go there and look at all the great cowboys that been in around, you know, and all the great horses and everything, why did they put me in there? <laughs> <laughs> I got a pretty good idea why. I got a pretty good idea why. Well, Dad, that, that was a great honor to me, and uh, all my kids were there, and a lot of friends, a lot of Oklahoma friends were there, came from Oklahoma down to see it. Yeah, it was good. It was a great honor to me. Not to say, uh, 
I don't know why they picked me. <laughs> well, Dad, you got anything else for James today? Well, I'm sitting there filling Jimbo's pot, and I'm kind of wondering what kind of Mount Rushmore James Allen would have well, for steer ropers. I was hoping you'd say that. <laughs> James, if you were building a Mount Rushmore and putting four steer ropers on it, it doesn't matter what what they did to get on there, just four steer ropers that you think deserve to be on there, any time, period, and rodeo, who would they be? Be on the board of directors. No, be Mount, Mount, like Mount Rushmore. The Mount Rushmore Where they got the presidents on Mount Rushmore. Yep, four steer ropers. The greatest. Well, I guess I'm partial, but I'd put Guy. <laughs> I'd put, put Old and Young, Tony Davis. This is where it gets tough. Uh, this one gets tough for some people on that fourth one. Probably Clark McIntyre. I always like Clark. I guess, really, when I started, I tried to patent myself more after Clark than anybody else. That's four of the greatest that ever lived. Or the greatest. Thought, I thought he might put Bob Crosby on there, but I wasn't sure. Thought you might have put Bob Crosby on there. Well. Or show. I guess maybe. There's a lot you can put on there. I'm just messing with you, James. <laughs> i got to tell you another story. We had a roping school at Buffalo, Oklahoma. And uh, I went up there to help a guy with the school. I don't know, they had 15 guys or 20 and we divided them in half. I took half of them, God did. We, one day we'd log and the next day we'd tie and we'd all break away at the same time. But Rocky Patterson, one of the rope steers as bad as anybody I've seen. When we had that school, he was the first one there. He was the last one to leave. And everything he done, he wanted to know why. And uh, we were logging. And Rocky said, Guy told me that yesterday. I said, well, I probably told that to Guy. And we were tying the steer. He said, Guy told me that yesterday. I said, yeah, I'm the old guy, <laughs> you know, but he was. And uh, he, uh, he wanted to rope stairs, I guess, and he made a pretty good one. Phil Lyons came, wanted to learn how to rope stairs. To me, Phil was one of the greatest all-around cowboys there ever was. And uh, he came to me and wanted to rope stairs. Well, I told him, okay. He came and stayed at the house with me. And uh, I'd let him break away from stairs and let him break away. Boy, he never missed a one. Boy, he'd rope and rope. And uh, I said, here's a string and here's another rope. Go tie one down. I think I had 10 steers up. They run them 10 steers and never caught a one of them. 
<laughs> he was trying too hard to do it. I finally went to I said, Phil, I know you can do it. You, you're a great cowboy. I said, quit trying too hard. Just go. You know what to do? Just go do it. So he went tight down. And he's the one that beat guys the last two. Instead of 19, he got one 18. Mm -hmm. It's all your fault. But Phil was a great guy. I went down there to his place, and we team roped a lot together. And then Cotola, the rodeo, he went entered every event that was there. Mm -hmm. In at every event. Every, I said, Phil, you want to put a dress on? You got a borrow. <laughs> Came to bull riding. I was sitting there back of the chute there by. And I said, Phil, you know what they got bulls for? It wasn't made to ride. He said, somebody get James and get him away from here. So he's blowing my mind. <laughs> once they get too big to rope, you're supposed to, once they get paid to too big to rope, you're supposed to eat them, not ride them. Well, James, we sure appreciate you coming well, I and doing this today. Well, I being here, and I'm sure glad Rocky was here. Well, I've been known Rocky ever since he was. And I remember him in his college days and I was riding a bucking horse. Mm -hmm. Didn't you? Yep. <laughs> I like riding them bucking horses. And you know, today, uh, watching events, I was a lot better watch the saddle bronc riding than I had any event. There's more good saddle broncos today, saddle bronc riders today, than I've ever seen. Oh. But I. So I always get kind of have the picking for Rocky. He's always around. He wrote, we wrote together a lot of years. Mm-hmm. Yep. Whenever I needed something, I always went to Jane for advice. <laughs> and I remember you, Cody, going up there to your house and you were going and you made a pair of spurs. And I still got them spurred, and I got them hanging on the wall at home. I can't believe those damn things hadn't fallen apart on there. <laughs> <laughs> and Rocky had some deer horns put together, painted up, that you give away. I don't know, it might have been that three ropings I <laughs> roped at that day, but I still got them. Janice all painted those horns. But you know, Rock uh, Rodeo's been good to me, it has. Yeah. As I told them in my speech at the, when they introduced the Cowboy Hall of Fame, I told them there was a song out. Said, Mama, don't let your babies grow up to be cowboys. And I told him, I said, I am sure glad that my mama let me be a cowboy. 
Thanks for coming in, James. We appreciate it. I enjoyed it. Appreciate your career, too. It was a great one. All right, everyone. This has been a great one. We'll see you all next week. If you need some turquoise, go to the Buck and Flamingo Turquoise Shop. Don't forget to check out the Ben Johnson Cowboy Museum right here, right around the corner from it. Uh, we got a great gallery in here. You can buy stuff made from all the great makers. Wilson Capron, John Willemsmud, Troy West, Jay Adcock, all of them. We got stuff for sale from all of them right here in one spot. Probably the only spot in the world you can buy something <laughs> from all these guys. Anyway, hopefully Jimbo's feeling better next week. But if he's not, Dad, you're going to have to fill in again. Well... Everybody out there, you need to get your hands on some of Jimbo's songs. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We'll see you all next week. Thanks for listening. Howdy, friends and neighbors. Time once again for the Cowboys of the Osage podcast with your host, Jimbo Snively and Cody Garnett. Now, let's sing a little bit about it. Cowboys of the Osage, riding once again. Always got some time for a friend. And here they are, the Cowboys of the Osage.